the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Essentials, Unity. Non-Essentials, Liberty. All Things, Charity. Let's talk about that. Unity and diversity. To be sure, says the Apostle Paul, there needs to be both in the church to show who's wrong, who's right, and where the glory of God falls. Unity and diversity is what we're looking at today in 1 Corinthians 12. We invite you to join us there as we understand what unity and diversity is and how they work together, actually, in the body of Christ. It's a topic well worth discussing today. Please join us as we do so. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, let's catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, shall we? For today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. In this church, we are a church that, that truly believes in the, the, the power of God. We believe in the, the workings of the hand of God, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You know, and so we still believe in, in his works and the things that you saw him do as you read the Gospels and you saw the apostles do in the book of Acts, the works of God, the hand of God. Now, in this church, we're always going to major on Christ's likeness in terms of character, integrity, the way in which he lived his life in truth. That is the bedrock for everything we do. You can, I know people that can operate in the gifts of the Spirit, but their, la- their lives are all tore up and they're not living right and doing all kinds of stuff. That's not the type of stuff we want here in the house of God. We want to have a balance. Somebody say balance. We want to balance on Christian character and integrity, but at the same time believe God for the prophetic and deliverance and healing and all those things that God does through His people. And so we believe that God is a God who passed, he, he, passed out, he passes, out, passes out gifts. He gives gifts to men. He gives gifts to women. He blesses them with spiritual gifts. He, he gives them things to operate and to function in the church that are ultimately going to help us to become better as a church. And so we embrace that, that God has different giftings in people's lives. And that is a wonderful thing. Jesus Christ is not dead. He's still moving. His spirit is still moving. And so we want our church to be a very, very gifted church in on all areas. And so here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, he begins to talk about this. The Apostle Paul addressing the church that was at Corinth. He says in verse 12, For as the body... Is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one. He says, So also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, 
whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Somebody say one spirit. It's the spirit of God. He unites us together. We've been united through the blood of Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice. We've been united through the blood. But then we've also been united through the power of his spirit, of the power of the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. And so he is in our midst and he is the one who helps to tie us together as one, to bind us together, to unify us. You can have a church, but unless the Holy Spirit is knitting our hearts together, you're truly not unified. Unity comes through the Part one of the ways in which unity comes is through the influence of the Holy Spirit. He knits our hearts together in love and he causes us to function and flow together. But we have to see the church is the body of Christ. It is the body of Christ. The body is used as an expression tool. God expresses himself through his church. He manifests himself through, his, through the church. He reveals himself through the church. And all of us are called to be a part of the church, which is the body of Christ. He wants us to function and flow together. He wants to move through us. He wants to, to express himself through us. And we have to be willing to yield to that expression. Well, it's through the influence of the Holy Spirit that we, that we understand this. But also, we have to see that with the body, that, and he's going to clearly give us understanding with this is that there's different functions and different aspects of the body that help it to do what God has called it to do. Not everybody in this church is called to be in pulpit ministry, but you're necessary. And it doesn't mean that pulpit ministry is more important than any other ministry in the church. Because every part of the body has its function and has its responsibility. Now, let me say this. If you're going to be a part of the body of Christ and even a part of your local church, which is an expression of the body of Christ, you have to be a part of it. Can I have an amen, y'all? This is one of the problems. People want, they, they don't understand that if you're going to be a part of the body, you have to be a part of the body. And if you're just, if, if a part of your body isn't functioning, getting the life source and the blood and everything, it starts to fall off or it starts to decay and it starts to hurt the rest of the body. So everybody's got to function and do their part. Somebody say, do your part. He says here, look at verse 13. For, for by one spirit, we were all baptized, submerged into, identified into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. This is so important because, because your ethnicity does not matter in God's economy. Can I have an amen, y'all? He's not looking at your color. He's not looking at your creed. He's not looking at your ethnicity. He's, he wants to know if the Holy Spirit is moving in you. Because that's what unites us together. And then he says, slave or free. It doesn't matter your social economic standpoint. We have brothers and sisters in Christ that are in prison right now. But they're a part of the body. 
and they're functioning. So we have to get, get out of this mindset. And, 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 you know, our church, you look around this building, our church is very diverse. We have people from different walks of life, different colors, different creeds. That's what we want it to look like. And by the grace of God, that's what it will continue to look like. So this isn't a black church. This isn't a white church. This isn't a Chinese church. This isn't a Japan, Japanese church. This isn't a, you know, Peruvian church. This isn't, no, listen, this is a church of Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what creed you are, God's not tripping off, and I'm not tripping off of it. Can I have an amen? And this is how we want to function. And we want it to be clear when it comes to this, because in Christ, he says it. He says, whether Jew or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one's spirit. Look at verse 14. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? Look at verse 18. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Now this is important because we have to see that every single person is important to the body of Christ. Your function, your giftings, the grace that's on you is necessary to help the church to function and to flow. And to achieve God's ultimate purpose for the church. Especially from a local church standpoint. And you are necessary. Look at your neighbor and tell him you are necessary. So I'm saying that because all of us in this room have to get rid of our insecurities. Get rid of your insecurities. I'm telling you right now. If you are insecure in the body of Christ. You are listening to the devil. Whether man acknowledges you or not, you are necessary to the body of Christ. And you and I have to see, we got to get this off of us, that I'm not important. Nobody recognizes me. I'm this, I'm that. Listen, most of your body, you don't see. All this stuff you got inside of you that helps you to function... And the flow, and the move, and the breathe. When's the last time you saw your lungs? But is it necessary? Is it necessary? Is it helping you live? What happens is your lungs are helping you. You don't see them. You don't dress them up. You don't put any makeup on them. You don't shave them. Can I have an amen? But what happens is we look at those things that we often see a lot. And we prescribe more honor to those. And he's going to talk about this. We have to realize there's some things that from a body standpoint that everyone may not necessarily see. But they're necessary. And you're necessary. And stop waiting for people to to always affirm you to... For you to realize that, man, I'm necessary. I'm there. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the body of Christ. Me being at a Sunday morning service is necessary. Me being, me, me coming here and serving in my local church is, is necessary. Me being a part, me giving to the ministry is necessary. Me, me, me going out in the, in the streets and in the highways and byways and ministering to other people and drawing them into the house of God so they can be equipped. That's necessary. Me talking to people on my job about Christ and, and making sure that I'm spreading the light of Christ wherever I go is necessary. Does everybody see it? No. But does God see it? Yes. And does he say that you are a part of the body? Yes. And this is the mindset that we have to develop and stop being insecure. You are a part of the body of Christ and you have a function and God wants to continue to use you and you're necessary and realize, I like this in verse 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body just as he pleased. Oh, I like this because I want to find the spot or the place or the function that God has desired for me. Stop looking at Christian television and saying, I want to do that. Can I have an amen, y'all? We think that ministry, and me and I was just telling the ministers this morning, we had our ministers meeting this morning, I was talking to ministers, I said, I talked to uh, Minister Antonio, and Minister Antonio came on staff here just over a year ago. And we know that he used to, he plays the keyboard, he does that stuff, but now he's on staff, so he gets to see what goes on during the week. He's like, Pastor, this is crazy, man. This is a lot. This is more to this than just people think. This is the easy part. This, this is what I'm doing right now. This is the easy part. This isn't it. Look at your neighbor and tell me, you better ask somebody. So some of y'all out there, stop praying that, that God will make y'all a pastor. Don't do it. This, this isn't what it's all about, y'all, in this house. There's a lot that goes on in the church. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that have nothing to do with just preaching the Word of God, which is powerful and obviously important. But, man, in this business, you and I have to understand that God wants us to get our hands a little dirty, to bring people out of the, the pit. That's why we call this the pool pit. Because we pull people out of the pit. Can I have an amen? He said, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body just as he pleased. So God, I want to find the spot that is pleasing to you. And I want to align myself with that spot. I don't want to chase after a spot that you have not ordained for my life. And I want to be okay with that. Even if it's a spot where I, I'm not, you know, and before people and people aren't shouting my name. But I just want to make sure that I'm in that spot because we will not get rewarded for stuff that God never called us to do. Can I have an amen? I just want to, I want to find my function and I want to flow. And then God will give me the unction, the function. Look at verse 19. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? We can't have all hands. Your body isn't just one big foot. There's diversity. 
There's diversity. Just like we talk about our church being diverse from a ethnic, ethnicity standpoint, our church is diverse from a spiritual gifting standpoint. There's all kinds of stuff that you, you and I can do. Some stuff that people don't even know you could do. There's so many ways in which God has gifted you and anointed you and caused you to function and stuff that you do inside the church, some stuff you do outside of the church, and that's a beautiful thing. That's something that we have to embrace and thank God for. I never dreamed, of, I, never, I never had a desire to be a coach. Never. Dealing with parents? <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then God called me to do it. And then I get out there and, I'm, and then all of a sudden this stuff starts coming out of me and, and I'm doing stuff that I never thought I'm doing. And then I, I'm doing this and then I go over there and do that. And I'm, Man, God, there's stuff in me. There's stuff in you. That God wants to use for his glory. And he wants to use you. And that's okay. And you're going to grow in it. You're going to mature in it. And God has placed you in the body to function. And he wants us all to function according to his will. Can I have an amen? He says here in verse 20. But now indeed there are many members yet one body. Now look at this in verse 21. And the eye cannot say to the hand I have no need of you. Nor again, to the head, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are what? Necessary. It's important. And that means that if you're, if you're somebody that is before the congregation, you're on the worship team, you're a preacher, whatever it is, and people get a chance to see you more, it doesn't mean that you mean more. Can I have an amen, y'all? It doesn't mean, that's what he says, that I cannot say to. And so he's flipping this so that everyone understands that just like there's insecurity on one end, there can be pride on the other end. And we want to make sure in this church that there's no big eyes and little U's. That if you're serving in the children's ministry, it just means, oh, well, that's just where the beginners, beginners start. No, the devil is a lie. That's where that's, everybody should be signing up. How can I get in there and pour into the life of these young people that need help and that I'm training up? These are the ones that need the most ministry and that need help so we can lead them in the right direction. If you're an usher in the church, you're necessary. You're a blessing. So if you're a greeter, the first people that they see when they walk in the door is you. So put a smile on your face. Nothing worse than mean greeters. We don't, we don't have any of those in here, though. But, but, you know, you walk into a church, people mean mugging you. But, saints, the issue here is this. We have to make sure that just because someone is a prophet in the church, an apostle in the church, an evangelist or teacher in the church or a pastor in the church, it doesn't mean that they're better than somebody else in the church. It just means that God was pleased to put them in this position and he was pleased to put them you in that position and, and so both of you all function. When we stand before God, God's not going to look at us and say, well, I'm going to give you more because you had a better position than that person. He wants to see who's going to do things well and be faithful. 
regardless of your position. And a lot of people are going to be surprised when when the people who did the most talking and had the most, you know, people looked at them the most. People are going to be surprised when they're when they're going to get a lesser in some cases reward than that person that was just faithful every day doing their job, working as an usher and a greeter in the church. And this is how we have we have to break down these walls. And we have to make sure from a church standpoint that we stop watching so much Christian television with the wrong lens. I, I got to be on TBN. Well, listen, I've been on TV. I don't know how many times I've been on TV. I don't know how many times I've been on TV. And you go in there, you talk, blah, 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 blah. Then you get on the plane and you go home. That's it. And then you go home, kiss my wife. and How was it? It was good. Okay. Well, praise God. All right. You get a badge. Just do your job and go home. We, we look at this stuff wrong. It's a blessing. You get a chance to bless people, but you bless people on your job. You bless your kids every night. We have to stop looking at the wrong, the wrong things and through the wrong lenses. Amen? He says here in verse 22, No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think t- to be less honorable, on these we bestow great honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. God doesn't want us to have divisions, schisms. He doesn't want us to be fragmented and disjointed. To be off point, he wants us to be unified, even though there is diversity. He wants us to understand that every part of the church is necessary to help it to function and represent the kingdom of God in the earth. This is a problem in the church. It is something. Now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't have officers in the church, that he doesn't have a a government structure in the church. But the only way that we can have true biblical government structure in the church is we realize that the people that God, the elders in the church, the senior elder in the church, ministers in the church, that everyone understands though God has placed you in this position, it does not mean that you are better. It may mean that you have more spiritual authority and you have the right to function in a different regard and lead and do all those things. But your classification doesn't cause you to separate and to assume that you're more important than anybody else in the church. Let me say this to you. This is one of the things that I always go back to in my walk with Christ. I say to myself, I say, man, now, like I told you guys a couple weeks ago, this wasn't my dream. I was minding my own business. All right. So God wanted to see the well planted and manifest. And so I consider it a privilege to be able to to be the senior elder in this church. But I'm not a fool. I know that if God doesn't use me, he's going to use somebody else. And so you know what? I'm going to stay in line because I'm not going to lose my job. Can I have an amen? And if we get that in our minds, that if God doesn't use me, he's going to use somebody else. 
We, for years, we've had people come to this church. We've had people you leave this church. Did the church stop? Nope. God just raised somebody else up and keep on rolling, baby. If that don't give you the fear of God, I don't know what else to tell you. But what we want to do is be useful to God and understand that God doesn't want any schisms in the church. Because people are classifying themselves and then thinking that they're better than others. Look what he says here in verse 26. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. This is important. Whether it's honor or whether it is sufferings, we have to be willing to identify with our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. <music>